2: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I'm your host, John Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Darks Elevation. Anna Jay defeated Megan Myers. Very good showing here from Anna, winning quickly with the Queen Slayer. The Best Friends defeated Isaiah Broner and GPA. This is Chuck Taylor's first match in AEW since March, and he gets to win after hitting the awful waffle on GPA. Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh defeated James Alexander and Ren Jones. Uh, Satnam pretty much dominated and got the pin easily And Alexander after hitting a spinning powerbomb. Anthony Agogo defeated Pat Monix. The crowd chanted Let's Go Jobber and got really behind Monix. This is the crowd in Detroit. Uh, that wasn't enough for him as Agogo as defeated him after hitting a pop-up punch and the referee called the match off hikaru shida and yuka sakazaki defeated heather reckless and lady luck nice showing here with shida getting the pin on reckless after hitting the falcon arrow this is shida's first match in AEW since losing the philadelphia street fight to serena d back in april and the last match here was dark orders evil uno alex reynolds and 10 defeated qt marshall aaron solo nick camarado fun back and forth match here with 10 pinning solo after hitting a lariat as the dark order numbers continue to fall On Tuesday's AEW Dark, Lee Moriarty defeated Leon Ruffin with a flatliner. There's actually a really good back-and-forth match here, with Moriarty getting to a little bit more vicious side, but getting the win. Bear Country defeated Adrian Alanis and Liam Gray. The whole match, Taz was talking about how Bear Country needs a mini-masked baby bear in their corner. (laughs) He just kept going on and on about this. Easy victory here with Bear Bronson getting the pin on Gray after hitting the cannonball in the corner. AQA, who we haven't seen in a while, defeated A.V. Bro with a flipping neckbreaker. Josh Woods defeated Barrett Brown. Uh, Mark Sterling and Tony Knees came out for this match to kind of watch Woods and take some notes. Uh, easy, quick win here from Woods, winning with an armbore. Sunny Kiss defeated the much larger Lamar Diggs quickly with a crossface. Kiss looked impressive, as always. Fuego do Sol defeated Aaron Solo after a little bit of distraction from QT Marshall ringside. But Fuego was able to roll up Solo for the pin. Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh continue to rack up those tag team victories as they defeat Darian Bengston and Guste De La Vega. Satinam came in and dominated, pinning Bengston after hitting a big powerbomb. In the main event, Dark Order's Evil Uno, Ten, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds defeated the Wingman, Peter Avalon, Ryan Nemef, J.D. Drake, and Cesar Bononi. Fun match here with all members of Dark Order taking turns on Avalon at the end until Ten hits the Discus Lariat and Evil Uno gets the pin. We move over to NXT UK as Blair Davenport has her first match from injury uh, back in February. Defeating Angel Hayes here, uh, Blair looked very good on her return and got the win after hitting a Falcon Arrow. Then she got on the mic after and said that she's back and she's here to crush all of your hope. Sid Scala finds Kenny Williams in his office and tells him that next week he will face Tiger Turan, who put out a challenge. We see Noam Dar Shaw Samuels on the PC, where Mark Coffey says that he will take the Heritage Cup from them and Samuels start taking bets for the match. Fallon Henley from 2.0 makes her NXT UK debut, defeated Amelia McKenzie. Mackenzie was shown a little bit of more aggressive side for this match, but Henley was able to roll her up for the pen. Backstage, De Familia bumps into Oliver Carter and says that since he's all alone now, that Ashton Smith is injured. He needs a family and he tells him to join them, but Carter doesn't have an answer as they walk away and they tell him to think about it. Eliza Alexander and Zaya Brookside corner Saray in the PC, but Miko Satamora comes out uh, along with Amelia McKenzie. They come to her aid and said if they want to step into the ring with Miko and Saray, they will teach them a lesson as this tag team match has been set up. Wolfgang defeated Samuels. Uh, he takes out Noam Dar, who was out on the outside, and they pin Samuels after he springboard into the ring and a spear. And we Close the show here with Trent Seven coming out in his new heel wardrobe. Uh, Not quite Christian Cage level, but still definitely you can tell he's a heel after turning on Tyler Bate. And he says that everybody's asking why Trent Wine. He shows... Um, he he shows footage of when he turned on Tyler Bate and calls it the best low blow in history. And it's the most important moment in British sports history. And uh, Trent Seven saved the industry by doing this. And he says that the studio of BT Sport was dead and a ghost town. And now it has the biggest crowd in history. And it's because Seven is on top. The crowd chants for Tyler Bate. And Seven says that Tyler is done. He says that it wasn't him that changed, but Tyler Bate is the one that changed, and he lost his will to win, and he calls him a weak little boy. And then on his way out, he gets into it with a uh, planted fan, ringside, who actually jumps over the barricade, and security doesn't really do nothing. Uh, They hold him back a little bit, and then Seven kicks him down low, as that is uh, his new thing, I guess now
0: Gambling problem?
2: Call one eight hundred Gambler. Go to Impact Wrestling. This was the go home show for Against All Odds. On um, before the Impact, Rich Swan defeated Raj Singh after hitting a four fifty splash. Brian Myers comes out before the match to watch Swan and do a little bit of live commentary. And then after the match, he attacks Rich Swan. The show starts with the Good Brothers of America's Most Wanted, talking to PCL, telling him that he should join them, uh, their team at Against All Odds, because of the way that Honor No More talks to him. Vince interrupts and says that PCL's only place is in Honor No More, and they will face the Good Brothers tonight. Trey Miguel defeated Chris Bay, Laredo Kid, and Steve Macklin in a four-way number one contenders match for the X Division title. Miguel uh, pinned Bay after hitting a Meteora, and as a result, Miguel gets a match with Steve Macklin. I'm sorry, he gets a match with... um speedball mike bailey at against all odds for the x division championship which i think was an amazing match check out my report on postwrestling.com for that match we get a video from raven who's in a playground promoting the clockwork orange house of fun match between sammy callahan and moose giselle shaw defeated rosemary a madison ranantino dashwood won commentary for this match and they attacked taya valkyrie who was ringside which distracted rosemary as she ran into a knee from giselle for the win and the giselle i guess unofficially joins the influence and they attack rosemary after the match diana Perazzo and chelsea green interrupt the mickey james interview backstage and they start the brawl until mia yem comes out for the save taya and rosemary were in the back where rosemary used a necklace to summon the sinister minister james mitchell and ask him where havoc is and mitchell says that she's somewhere wandering in the darkness and rosemary tells him to pass the message of all hands on deck uh, we didn't see havoc at against all odds so i'm not sure what this was leading to jordan grace defeated savannah evans pretty quickly with a muscle buster they run a video package of joe Doring uh, running down his accolades in japan before coming back over here to the and they would go into a sit-down interview with Gia Miller and Josh Alexander talking about Doran being the toughest opponent so far in Impact, and he wonders if Eric Young will show up again. The Good Brothers defend the Impact Tag Titles against PCO and Vincent Ana Uh Carl Anderson was dodging the red rum and then rolls up Vincent for the pen. the more runs in and attacks the Good Brothers and James Storm after the match. But Chris Harris runs out, and no more laughs at him because he can't get physical. So Heath makes his return and runs out to save him. Head in Chris Harris and Lead Pipe, and they use it on no more until the babyfaces all surround Matt Taven, and Storm takes him out with the last call super kick. Storm didn't look t- too happy with Chris, sa- uh, Chris Harris getting physical here. And uh, they showed him backstage after, and he says that he will join their team for Against All Odds, and then Chris Harris says that he'll be the fifth member. James Storm is initially against it, but then Harris makes a case for this being a rebuilding of himself, and he can't move on until he finishes this, and Storm accepts it. Alex Zane uh, versus Ace Austin. Ace Austin gets the win here. The story here is that these two are getting very close in Japan, where they were there for the best of the Super Juniors, and then Zane got upset at Austin for joining the Bullet Club. Uh, Chris Bay was at ringside, and he held Zane's leg, distracting him long enough for Austin to hit the fold for the pen. In the main event here, uh, the match that was disrupted a couple weeks ago, Chris Sabin defeated Frankie Kazarian. Kazarian's wife Tracy Brooks and their son Rebel was at ringside, and they announced that this is referee Brian Hebner's last match that he will officiate. A uh, great match here that went up about 20 minutes or so, and then Sabin gets the pin after hitting the uh, second cradle shock, and then after the match, they embrace along with Alex Shelley, who was ringside. We go to NWUSA. The show starts with Mae Valentine. Interviewing Gags the Gimp, or trying to at least, but he just kind of stays there silent and eventually sticks his tongue out. Uh, you know, Gags doing gag stuff. Black Cheese and Austin Idol come to the ring for an interview. They talk about being in the, uh, the money business together, but then Gags the Gimp runs out and gets in Jesus' face, so he calls out a referee for a match. And Gags the Gimp defeats Black Cheese with the Gags reflex in somewhat of a, surpri- a surprise one here. Magic Jake Dumont defeated AJ Kazana with a little help from CJ, uh, Chrissy James, who was ringside and held Kazana's feet down with a tie. And Pretty Empowered defeated, um, Allison K and Marty Bell of the Hex. This is a rematch for the NWA World Tag Team Championships with Pretty Empowered, um, defending the titles here after Envy used a title belt on Allison K to pin her, and then Kenzie seemed a little bit conflicted by this. On NWA Power, we have a triple threat NML contenders match for the TV championship as, um, Otis and defeated Judeus and AJ Kazana. After hitting Kazana with the F-10 for the pen, Homicide does an interview where he wants to give Kerry Morton a title shot at the junior heavyweight title at NWA 74, but first he'll have to defend it against VSK on this upcoming NWA USA. May Valentine and Aaron Stevens have a sit down interview where they talk about how their Brazil trip got canceled, and then Stevens talks about having a history with Rodney Mack, that's why he's managing him now, and that the trip to Brazil will eventually happen, and they pretty much talk about being a couple now. Very weird segment. The Cardona family have a quick interview talking about how Billy Corgan promised all them title shots and they'll all be getting gold soon. Trevor Murdoch defeated three Billy Silas after hitting the top rope bulldog and then after the match, the Pope comes out and tries to congratulate Murdoch, but he just kind of walks away from him after Pope tried to give him a handshake. Allison Kaye, who looks like she's going into singles competition now, uh, says that she has unfinished business with Camille. Kylan King comes in and says she also has unfinished business, so she proposes a match between her and Allison Kaye for a number one contenders match next week. Carrie Morton defeated Jay Bradley after he needed a face in a roll up, and Bradley was distracted by Ricky Moore- Morton, who was ringside. And then Billy Corgan comes out to end the show and announces a race for the Chase tournament, and the winner of that will be number one contender and will face Trevor Murdoch at NWA 74 in St. Louis at the end of August. He announces some of the matches as, uh, like the Pope versus Brian Myers, Tom Latimer versus Chris Adonis, and Nick Aldis versus Tim Storm. And then he says that Trevor Murdoch was the one who spoke up and had Storm's ban lifted. Um, so now he'll be able to go after the NWA World's title again. On NXT level up, we had Channing Stacks Lorenzo defeated Hank Walker. Uh, Walker's making his debut, and then Nigel McGinnis kept thinking uh, that he was Seth Rogen because he kind of looks like him. And then Lorenzo gets a quick win after hitting a pump kick. And then Walker has a very similar gimmick to Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, so I'm not sure why they went with like a very similar uh, gimmick unless he's going to be joining up with them. I'm not sure. Amari Miller defeated Sloan Jacobs. Miller gets the win after she hits a karate the knee finisher that they now call the Kansas City Knockout. And Duke Hudson, making his level up debut, defeated Javier Bernal after hitting Razor's Edge. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. This was a special United Empire Rising. Show as all members of United Empire were wrestling here. Included Mark Davis, Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open, Aaron Hanara, and Grado Khan defeated Bad Dude Tito, Shade Haste, Mikey Nichols, and Jonah of TMDK. There's actually uh, Nichols' strong debut here. Good match here with Hanara getting the pin on Tito after a fisherman suplex in an Aussie Open. Uh, Haste and Nichols kind of get into each other's faces, possibly teasing a future tag team match. Jeff Cobb defeated Willie Mack back in making a strong debut, and they brought up how these two used to be partners uh, for the NWA Crockett Cup. Really good match here from these Lucha Under ground alumni as Cobb gets a roll-up out of nowhere for a hard-fought victory and the main event here Will Ospreay defeated Homicide who also is making a strong debut Uh, Eddie Kingston came out with Homicide and joined commentary for this match but sadly we couldn't hear him not sure what's going on with Eddie's uh, uh, audio here Ospreay teased uh, Kingston which prompted him to go ringside and cheer on Homicide and this this match was pretty much uh, back and forth it was pretty wild it had Each guy was kicking out of each other's signature moves. And then Homicide went to use a fork, but the referee took it away, giving Osprey enough time to hit the head and blade, uh, which Homicide actually kicked out of. So Osprey follows with the Stormbreaker for the win. And then Kingston gets in Osprey's face. So United Empire go 3-0 on this show as they tease a future Osprey-Kingston match, hopefully. On main event, Mustafa Ali defeated T-Bar with a 450 splash, another former Retribution uh match here. And then Champa defeated Akira Tozawa with with a tale ending and actually a pretty good competitive match. The WWE Network editions of the week, we had the final episode of Progress Wrestling Super Strong Style 16, Night 3, which actually included an Anthony Agogo match, so uh, yeah, he actually made his uh, wrestling debut here on the network. And we also got another episode of ICW Fight Club. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs)